Hi everyone, Steve Perriman here on the Steve Perriman podcast, uh, ably assisted by uh, Howard and Tom. Uh, of course, we are supposedly talking about Aston Villa because that's the that's the next game in front of us. Uh, but first of all, I think we just need to touch on um, a bit of Harry Kane stuff. I was travelling back from Barton-on-Sea yesterday. A lovely couple, friends of ours, uh, Joe and Bob. New, new house, uh, just not far from, from Bournemouth, down by the sea. And we're lucky enough to eat quite close to the beach, which was great to be not in the outdoors. We were indoors, but that was the, that was the positive of the day. Very nice. And then driving home, we drove to start off through the new forest with the ponies and the cattle and stuff like that. And eventually we get onto, I think, the A34 and the heavens opened up and we had all the rain that made life so difficult to, to drive, if any of you have been out there driving. So the phone goes in the car and it's... Uh, somebody from TalkSport, I don't quite know the chat, but introduces himself and asks me if I've heard the the latest news, breaking news about Harry and uh, the fact that he's announced he wants to leave and all that goes with that. I mean, no one's taken by surprise of any of this stuff at the moment, are they? So I said, no, I'll leave that. They, they wanted my comment on it, of course. Uh, I said I'd leave it. Um, actually, probably just to find out a bit more because you're never quite sure of these things, are you? So then the next phone call came from my friend up north, Danny, big Spurs fan. And we talked like two friends would talk. And one end of the scale, it was, well, if he doesn't want to play for us, go, Harry, because that's the way it is get it over and done with the other end is well I hope he doesn't go and what a great servant he's been and what a fantastic player so had I had I fell for the talk sport interview I could have gone according to my mood and the amount of rain coming down and the dangerous nature of the journey I just might have gone a bit negative on it and I'm really pleased that I didn't and it just makes you think that, um, you know, when I got home, of course, I checked what was on the social media and nobody knows if Harry said that or not, or it's coming from somewhere in the past. But it feels like all layers of bullshit that, that um, you know, there's no stories around. So let's let's pick up on the Harry Kane one. Uh, which has been ongoing for some years and has never actually come to anything. But who knows? This might be different. But I'm very pleased that I didn't pass comment on it uh, because actually, if it is a, not a scam, but that type of thing, and the record appearance holder of Spurs is saying, no, Harry's being disloyal or he shouldn't want to go. Why does he want to go? It's a great club. It's our club. You know, your heart's there. Why are you leaving? 
you know, that's that's the story, isn't it? And it just adds fuel to the fire. So I'm delighted that I didn't. Um, I passed it off as, you know, a driving, got to concentrate on my driving, but to give me some thinking time. So, chaps, you're big Spurs fans, supporters, people. Any comments from your end, uh, Howard, for instance, first? Um, I find myself very, very depressed about the Harry situation. Um, it's, it's, it's stirred up by the media an awful lot, as you say. Uh, but I'm not. Nobody seems to um, emphasise it the way that I feel they should. I think that if we sell Harry to another English club, it really indicates to to everybody we are a selling club. We're not one of the big players, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think it gives the total wrong impression. Um, yeah. If we do sell, do a deal with United or Chelsea or, or City. I think they'll be looking to do a part a, a part exchange, which again makes us look weak. Yeah. And, yeah. and I also think just from an overall point of view, I think that Harry is a great, great player. If he goes to Manchester City, why does anybody turn up for the Premiership next season? Because <laughs> they're going to win it, whatever happens. Yes, add goals, oh. add goals to that team they've already got. Wow. Exactly. They'll be and breaking all sorts of records. Well, the way that... that uh, Pep plays the game, which varies all the time, but he's been doing this without a centre forward most of the time. So, you know, exactly. exactly. Or, he could play, or he could play him in the same role that Harry's largely played for us this season, dropping deeper and playing the balls in. Sure. They're made for it. So I think, I think they should, the, the powers that be should think a bit before they jump into making all this happen. Yeah. Um, but okay, let's say he's going and he's going for a mixture of cash and players or whatever it might be. But will the money that comes in for the sale of Harry be reduced to buy other players or to to reduce the bank debt? Yeah. I think that's clearly a, con a major concern. Yeah. If it is to pay, pay the, the debt or some of it, we would, be, we would be a mid to low table club, certainly not one of the big boys anymore. And we wouldn't be considered as such. Um, we just, it says everything about us going up being a, Small club, smaller club. Yeah, we'd be severely downgraded, wouldn't we? I think so. Severely downgraded. Tom, from your point of view? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, same as Howard, I feel pretty down about it. Mainly, probably feel more down about it because of how much content there is around um, in, in general to do with football these days. And if a story like this comes out, then everyone's got an opinion. Um, everyone piles in. Uh, so we've got journalists and bloggers and experts all, all kind of speaking about it as if it's gospel truth. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Harry does want to move on, have a, have a, have a new challenge, whether or not he does is obviously, you know, he's got three years left on his contract. Um, Daniel Levy is very unlikely to um, do business with certain other clubs in the, in the Premier League, if any of them, um, so it's going to be, uh, it's probably going to be quite a torturous, torturous summer um, until we kind of know one way or the other what's going on, because there's just going to be rampant speculation one way or the other. But I really, I don't think too much has changed from 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 when he kind of first gave an indication last year in in that interview with Jamie Redknapp that um, that, that he wouldn't necessarily look at staying at Spurs forever if if, if it didn't look like things were going in the right direction. Um, you yeah, know, and we've had to endure. Yeah, 
watching watching games on TV uh, for for a year rather than being at them means that I've kind of heard pundits more than I'm used to, and and hearing them hearing Sky in particular looking to sell Harry Kane on our behalf in every single game, whether it's the commentators or the pundits, um, just uh, has, has kind of prepared me mentally for, for for the fact that yeah he will go one day. Um, even though he represents so much to us, he's he's not just a great player, but he is Tottenham to 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 to, to such a he, he is the current he he is he is a personification of the current Tottenham era. Um, yeah. So so it would be in in that way it would feel far more painful than losing. Um, yeah, like in recent over the last ten years or so, the likes of Berbatov, Bale, Modric, uh, yeah, all players that we've lost, Carrick all these players yeah. that we've lost at their kind of peak. And they all um, hurt. They all hurt at the time, didn't they? But I they, think, I think Harry would be a deeper hurt. Yeah, I think, I think he would. Um, I think and for the, for those reasons. And, yeah, but you know, you, you then start kind of like looking back over the last, um, the last year or so. And, and I kind of, he doesn't look like he celebrates goals as much as he used to for us. Yeah. I don't know if any, I don't know if anyone else has picked up on that. I do, but I he, do agree um, with that. Yeah, especially like I mean, like earlier on, I just um, I think this time this time four years ago we were smashing Leicester six one at their place at the end of that great 2016-2017 season, um, and uh, I just caught the highlights of that earlier and uh, the, the delight on the faces um, after the goals were scored just seems quite different now. And, and whether that's got something to do with fans not being in the stadium, I mean, I've been trying to think about that, and also um, yeah, whether whether you just kind of lose that passion in the moment of scoring um not that i want to analyze someone's face <laughs> so much in, in sure. this kind of in this kind of way but just little things like that he just um he he at times he kind of has seemed to me that that his mind may be kind of thinking about his mind may be beginning to go elsewhere um yeah var, var would have something to do with that tom because i was about i was about you know, to save you as well yeah, yeah you can't you can't over celebrate because you look a bit of a mug when it's disallowed for instance yeah and 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 you know what i didn't realize how much they the cameras focus on the crowd celebrating a goal well they can't do that now can they yeah so it and that's why i think the the referees are, are gaining status because there's so much camera action on the referee it's it's all they're having to fill the gap, aren't they? Yeah, the, 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 they're filling where they, gaps. Where they would be showing the crowd doing doing exactly. one thing or the other, or, or a character they see, or a sign. Exactly um, right. Sorry to put you off your your um, your flow there, Tom. But not at all. Does, that was... It does um, it does make you sad sometimes when that's all they can concentrate on is Harry leaving Spurs, as if they're all going to delight in him leaving Spurs. Well, there was one on Sky on Sky Sports last night when they were announcing. You know their their big yellow breaking news um, story about it. They got Jamie O'Hara on, and he was uh, yeah talking briefly about. It. I didn't catch everything he said, but um, the the Sky Sports news presenter at the end said to him, "Oh well, commiserations, Jamie. He's going." Like, but with a real hint of like yeah. delight in her voice about it, and yeah. he's just thinking, "Right, Sky, you're getting what you wanted. You know, you've really uh, pushed for this." And it's, and it's Jamie is Jamie the voice of Spurs. Well, well, do do me a favour. Um, I'd like to tell you a bit of a story about the press. But this this is about the press, isn't it? And um, 
I'm captain of the club and Keith's made a good team and we started to be successful. And we started off a season and we drew two and lost one of our first three games. And the phone goes at home late afternoon and it's from the Sun newspaper, somebody I knew the name of, but didn't know whether to trust or not. And he asked me, is this a crisis? And I said, no, it's not. Why is it not a crisis, Steve? I said, because if this was in the middle of the season, we'd go from third or fourth to fifth or sixth. So we all want to do better. We'd all like there to be three wins. Not always possible. Teams got to settle in, etc. We all talk about 10 games. Where are you after 10 games? That's an indication. And anyway, I didn't know. They'd phoned Keith Birkinshaw, the manager, and he suggested that it was a crisis. <laughs> so the headline was manager and captain at loggerheads, almost arguing, almost fighting over whether this is a crisis or not. Keith didn't know about my phone call. I didn't know about Keith's phone call. And that's the way they get, they get you. So, Tom, have you had any incidents like that with press? Yeah, so ugh, I, I used to play with quite, I mean, I, mean, I used to play with quite a well-known singer. Uh, I used to play guitar for, 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 for a singer back in um, over, over 10 years ago now. And, uh, when and you when, were famous? When I was uh, hanging on to someone else's coattails. <laughs> uh but uh yeah she was she she was starting to do very well and she was being um yeah being being primed for a for for, for a, a long and successful career in in music and uh, the uh, and just as quickly as people as the press build people up they they knocked them down as well as we all know and um and and she was uh she she was living in putney and uh just as she was kind of like really you know, appearing in the press quite a lot and um and, and yeah generally good stories at that time uh but obviously there's always someone out to to try and make someone look silly um if they can and uh yeah one day 6 30 in the morning she gets a uh a knock on the door wakes up in a bit of a daze and goes and opens the door no one there um and what's actually happened is the uh, the tabloid photographer who's knocked on the door has, uh, has has gone back to his car um about 25 feet back up the road um and he toots his horn and takes a picture of her jumping at exactly the same time gets her ah. kind of like gr grimace contorted face uh and absolutely you know totally out of context it looks like she's look uh, at the state of yeah her. look at the state of this girl what's she been up to and you know that's and, and they make a story out of it yeah. they make a story out of a picture that they've created um with uh, based around absolutely nothing uh, yeah. um so you know and 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 that that was back before we had social media you know, the way social media works now and the way that yeah. you know there's, there's just content for the sake of content everywhere now so i think it's, it's probably even worse for her now um sure. but uh yeah there's just that's very sad isn't it very sad uh, yes. i remember a show some years ago called drop the dead donkey yeah i remember that well it was about and set up in the newspaper office and drop the donkeys if the story's no good they drop it um, and Steve Tompkinson, Tomlinson, anyway, uh, an actor you'd recognise, very popular 
TV yeah. actor. He played one of the the main reporters, and so he's in some somewhere in Africa and terrible terrible poverty and terrible things going on. And the, the he's got the camera and shooting these kids who are in a terrible way. Then when they stop, they turn round, and the what, what where he's had it actually there was where there were all the kids lying in. I don't know, some, doing something ridiculous, but fun. Yeah. But because the camera shot this bit where a boy got hurt, before they did this bit, which was afterwards, and then you see the, the journalist paying them off. Ah, yeah. Because he's got, yeah. to have, he's got to have exciting stories, he's got to have sexy stories, he's got to have... Sure. Whereas sure. The, the, poor, the poor kid who's hurt... Yeah. I remember stories of um, when the problems were in Ireland, yeah. and... Um, kids were being paid by the cameramen to throw stones at the British soldiers. Yeah. As if, as if you needed to add to the troubles out there, you know, being a, being a journalist, why would you do that? Why would you do that? But anyway, it gets a bit sad, but, but there you go. So um, hopefully Harry stays. Let's the message from Steve Perriman podcast is Harry, we want you to stay. Come on, son. Not son. I don't call anyone son, actually. I had enough of that um, when I was young. But Harry's not so young as, as being a son. So um, I'd like to talk about uh, Aston Villa. Um, I'm on a, on a line now with this double team, and I'm reading this fantastic uh, book that I've been given. And I'm reading through it, and I want to talk about Spurs v. Aston Villa, September 24, 1960. It's when Tottenham won the game 6-2, and that was their 10th successive win from the start of the season with the fantastic team that we spoke enough about already. Um, again, I feel like I'm advertising YouTube all the time, but I did watch it on YouTube and you see the, the movement and the fluidity of the team and the, the combination play and all that stuff. So um, fantastic to watch. And, and of course, that, that 10 games winning, the 11th game against Wolves was also won. But the 12th game against Manchester City was drew, drawn 1-1 but then followed by four more wins. So if that Man City game had not been a draw, that would have been 16 games on the spin, outright wins. So that tells you what a special, uh, special team it was. And we don't need to go any more into that other than I'm going to read you from quite a famous uh, journalist in his time called Desmond Hackett. You told me how it is from which paper? I think Desmond it was Sun Sunday Express. Sunday Express, yeah. There was world class in the commanding genius of Danny Blanchflower during the glori glorious half hour. And with all this, there flowed swashbuckling football from Dave Mackay. We saw 11 players composing the greatest league side of these days when well-bred soccer is a rare luxury. 
maybe it's not as magnificent nor as flawless as the peak days of Manchester United or the previous vintage years of the Spurs between 1950-52. So what an accolade that is. But I would say this 1960 top-line Tottenham is the best-loved side the game has known. Unlike Arsenal, Manchester United and Wolves, their success... Their successes are not resented. They are applauded and esteemed. The answer may be in the modesty of this club, which in the program on its record-breaking day made not one line of reference to its glory. The men who scored on this day were, were for Spurs, John White, two, Bobby Smith, Terry Dyson and Les Allen, plus Dave Mackay, the last one. And for Aston Villa, Jim McEwen and Jerry Hitchens. I think Jerry Hitchens ended up going to Italy. To Italy, yeah, when, when Jimmy Greaves was, was out there as well. So I, I think they spent a bit of time together. But uh, what an accolade that is from a from a national newspaper. And we've been talking about newspapers, probably a bit, or, or the press or radio, or a bit derogatory terms. But you know, when they write stuff like that about such a fantastic team, and um, it just goes to show why we're all so so proud of them. Other things about. Aston Villa, I'm not going to bore you anymore with Ollie Watkins, who I had something to do with uh, at Exeter City and his development years and what a signing he's been for them. But also the, the uh, Charity Shield, uh, having won the Cup in 81, Aston Villa won the league and we shared the Charity Shield and there's a nice photograph that maybe Tom will put up uh, where I'm, I've got the shield with Dennis Mortimer. Uh, that reminds me that, um, and someone sent me a message about this, that Dennis Mortimer was, was um, in the Coventry City team when out my Spurs team, the team I played in, I mean, when we won the FA Youth Cup. And the chap pointed out uh, that that game had three players in it, Dennis Mortimer, Graham Souness and Steve Perriman that all picked up European trophies. Mm -hmm. So three out of 22 players. I mean, that's not a bad producing year. I actually didn't pick up the UEFA Cup, did I? But I was, I was suspended, so I couldn't. But, um, but yeah, so um, that brings back good memories. And of course, on that day, uh, Mark Falco came on the scene and scored two goals at Wembley and was actually uh, Ray Clements' first major game for us um, to, to start off his, his Spurs career. So just a couple of things I want to mention before I go. I've been watching a lot of um, youngsters playing football, um, probably three Sundays out of the last four, at a place called Bradford-on-Avon. What a beautiful place that is. Magnificent pitches in the middle of, 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 of the town and um, 
I saw a goalkeeper and sometimes young goalkeepers struggle to kick the ball out. And this lad had a toe punt off to a tee. And it did make me think, whatever happened to the toe punt? Has it been coached completely out of our game? I suppose the only way you'd see it these days in professional football is when the, the centre forward can just get there and toe it before the defender and it, it just gets over the line. So, um, but I really, really enjoyed watching these kids play. The enthusiasm, the energy, the desire, and it all seems so controlled on the touchlines. And, you know, spectators have to stand behind ropes and you're not allowed to stand the same side as the, the managers, coaches of the team. So a hell of a lot of discipline going on. And, and that spreads to the field as well. And, and, you know, the kids, the team that I was sort of supporting because this is Paul Tisdale's son playing, it was a double-headed game because of the amount of games that have been off. And they drew one and they won one of the two games and therefore they were champions. But the way they congratulated each other at the end and stuff was, was a delight to see. And I'm so, so happy that, that things are being organised in at the lower level, the younger level, being organised so well. So, so that's that one. I want to say happy birthday to Jill Jones, a big Spurs fan. I'm not going to tell you what birthday it is, just in case um, it doesn't suit to, to, to say it. But happy birthday, Jill. I know you've been a, a great supporter of Tottenham Hotspur and uh, me in particular. Uh, even when I left Spurs and went on to other things, even in Japan and, and ended up at Exeter, you've always been in support of my career. So I, I really do thank you. And that's why I'm, I'm mentioning you uh, today. So um, I had an email today from the Oz Spurs, Australian Spurs. I was going to do a podcast for them on the day before the last game, Leicester City. And unfortunately, because of COVID, um, various groups that were going to join in can't be together. So, you know, we think we got things bad here, but obviously not as not, certainly not as bad as in, in Australia. And that, so that's a shame, but I'll do it later on in the year. And, um, and also various people, actually someone from Australia mentioned the fact that I apologised uh, for the state, if you remember, we had plumbers working in the house and the state of the room here. And Kim apologised. And this chap from Australia, and actually another one from um, Thailand, actually asked if Vivian was going to apologise at some stage. Howard, I don't want to put her under pressure for that apology, but um, but yeah, your your living room there has had some something going on Howard I can see behind you some various units that are empty and I think there was a microwave on top of you know where those flowers are now there was a microwave there correct I mean, and, obviously, and obviously someone's tried to do something with the flags to cover up but exactly. um, but let us know if Vivian wants to at some point um, give us an apology whether it well, be a Daniel Levy style apology I regret or or not but uh well, I've, yeah. said, 
in fact, I've quite an, nice. we've analysed the whole situation and been through the season. And of course, we've spent an awful lot of time arguing about VAR and what it really means. But what it really means is Vivian is always right. Oh, Howard, you've, you've got it right on the head there. So, so yeah, Vivian wouldn't like to issue a statement to us, Howard, would she? I don't know if she's talking to the press at the moment. Are you available to talk to the press? You? Are you available to talk to the press? She's no. coming. Oh, Vivian's given us an appearance. We've got, an, we've got a fourth body here. Hello. Hi, Viv. Hello, Steve. Hi, Viv. You won't know this, but there's been some messages to me yeah. when I apologised on behalf of Kim for yeah. the state of our office here because of the yeah. plumbing work. Yeah. They were asking, have you got any apology to make? Well, oh my goodness. I mean, I didn't realise this was being filmed and I didn't know it was going out all over the world. Yes, Australia. Australia, oh my God. Everywhere. Well, look, I, I know that we don't have a permanent manager and I know that Harry Kane might be leaving us soon, but I totally understand how traumatised everyone must have been to have seen what was previously behind Howard. And I am so sorry. And I promise that this will never happen again. Well done, Viv. Thank you. Fantastic. Well done, you. And good luck. You're going to go to the game tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. As is yeah. Tom. You're going, Tom. I'm going. Yep. Well done. We'll all enjoy yourself. Have a have a great night. Um, I'm being told by an Aston Villa friend that um, Villa are going to be playing a very, very able young team. They've got a lot of fantastic talent now waiting to play and I think they're going to be given their chance in this game so it should be an interesting game to watch hopefully we can get a win that will lift us all up and um, yeah so thank you for listening uh, let's go into the game sorry I can't be with you by the way face to face but I'm sure that's not long away and um, and all I can say is thank you for your help today, uh, especially you, uh, Vivian, and for your apology. It's well accepted. And uh, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Yes. <laughs>